2: There's joy in every journey.
0: We talk now with Roy Perry uh, from the Orlando Sentinel, joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And, Roy, uh, that first game, I was kind of nervous. I thought, well, the Bucks haven't won back-to-back games in the bubble. Now they finally have, and they've done it in an emphatic fashion. So you tell me what you've seen and what your thoughts are so far with the Bucks up two games to one.
1: Well, I, I think that, first of all, you have to – Give the Bucks credit for turning up the intensity. That's that's big. The, been the biggest difference between games one and games two and three. Uh, you know, they they came out with a lot more ball pressure, um, and and really got into the, into the magic a lot more in games two and three, and really started to push them out farther away from the basket. And you um, know, I just think that that was that was the biggest difference that I saw. Just the way that the Bucks played, the way that they approached the game. They not to say that they weren't ready to play in the opener, but I think they were. You know, maybe just a little flat. You know, this happened last year with, uh, in Toronto when the Magic upset the Raptors. You know, they came out and played pretty well and kind of snuck one in a little bit. And, then, you know, give the Magic credit for the, for the first game. You know, they really played about as well offensively as they can play. Now, that being said, you see what they have to do to beat the Bucks. That's the, that's the, the level of play that they have to be at in order to, to beat Milwaukee. So that's, that's the challenge that they face today.
0: Uh, the Bucs, like I mentioned, the only area that they've been basically beaten in has been the charity stripe. Uh, defensively, it's, it's exactly the last two games have gone the way the first four did during the regular season, where if they crash the boards, they really get yeah. out the fast break, create those opportunities, get that lead, and don't look back. And that's what they've been able to accomplish. What I thought Orlando did was, one, they shot the ball pretty well in game one, but two, they, they frustrated the Bucks and kept the Bucks off the boards. Do they got to get back to doing that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, obviously, you know, there are a lot of teams that are in in here without all of their players, you know, and not having Aaron Gordon has certainly hurt them on the defensive rebounding side. You know, he he had really come on at the end of the season, was averaging I think around 11 rebounds a game like his last five or six games. um, You know, before he got hurt. Of course, this goes back into, you know, March. So take that for what it's worth. But he had been playing much better on that end and that that's part of your defense too you know your ability to rebound and as you pointed out you know you can't give the bucks you cannot give the bucks offensive rebound second chance points you cannot give them fast break points you cannot you know you can't let them turn your turnovers into points those are the kind of things that you just cannot do against milwaukee and that's what's happened the last couple games so yes definitely they're going to have to rebound better uh because that just lets milwaukee get going they've got so many ways to beat you on offense. You know, once they get it, if you don't get your defense set up, you're already behind the eight ball. So, you know, it just allows Giannis a chance to get, just to find a seam and an avenue to get going toward the basket. And then then they're really difficult to control. So, yeah, rebounding is going to be a key. They're going to have to take care of the ball better than they did yesterday. I would say that that's probably one thing Milwaukee wants to shore up as well. They probably want to cut down on some turnovers. Um, I think they had 18 um, in game three. You know, so that's certainly something that they'll want to do better. But, you know, they, they were still super efficient shooting the ball. and I think they took like eight fewer shots than, than – than, uh, or six fewer shots than the Magic but still made eight more field goals. So, uh, you know, it just goes to show, But obviously, with Giannis going 12-14 on the floor, that's a big reason why. So they're going to have the work cut out for him trying to keep him away from the basket. I thought that he did a much better job of sort of picking and choosing and and playing at a better, a little bit better pace instead of just charging into the into the paint, he was really meticulous with how he attacked the defense, and they were late with some coverage because of that. And as you said, once Middleton gets going, you know that's 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 just another weapon that the, that the Bucks have on the perimeter. So, and Brooke Lopez played really well the last couple of games too. So, it's just a difficult team to cover on offense.
0: Yeah, I've always said it. Brooke Lopez starts hitting, and he's giving you those big moments. Uh, it, it makes it extremely tough because this team becomes so di- – it's a different dynamic because now you really do sure. have to get out for everybody beyond the yep. arc when they start hanging on. So uh, both teams that you had mentioned, the turnovers, uh, the Bucks have been pretty sloppy with the basketball and the bubble, but uh, only 18 for both teams in that game the other day. But you got quality minutes from, uh, you know, Augustine and Fournier and Terrence Ross and such. Who else has to really become a factor in this thing if Orlando's going to have a shot?
1: Well, you mentioned Fournier. He, he's got to get going. That's a guy that, that, you know, averaged 20 points a game in the regular season meetings with Milwaukee. That was the, the highest scoring average for the Magic. You know, he shot 50% from the three-point line. He just hasn't found his rhythm. Now, part of it was that he missed the last four games, you know, three games because of an illness. So he's still, he's trying to get that rhythm back a little bit, you know, unfortunately, you know, with the way the schedule set up, it's every other day now in the playoffs. So you don't have any time to do that. And of course, you know, trying to get your rhythm against a team like Milwaukee makes it doubly hard. So he's, he's really struggled to score. Um, you know, one thing the bucks have done a really good job is keeping him away from the basket. Uh, he, he's gotten added that dimension to his game where he can get into the lane. He can get out, get to the rim and score. Um, I think he shot like 69% this regular season on shots at the rim, and, and I think uh, he had 112 field goals. I think he has one through the first three games so far. So that just shows you what the what the Bucks are doing to him. Um, Marquel Fultz has got to find his mid-range game. I think that it. The way that the Bucks have started to, to pay a little more attention to Nikola Vucevic on the pick and roll, that there's going to be some opportunities for Markel to take some of those mid-range jumpers that he got in the first game and that he made in the first game. And, you know, when guys are making shots early, it just opens everything up, and that's going to help them with their spacing, and that's just that's such a key thing against Milwaukee. So, you know, I think that, you know, Terrence has played well off the bench. He's not really shot the three as much he did in game three. The first couple of games, the Bucks did a good job of running him off the line, and he he adjusted. He got points inside that and he found he found baskets where he could. And that, you know, that's that helps everything else for the magic. So, and, you know, D.J. Augustine, just a veteran, knows how to play the game well. So those two guys have been keys off the bench, but they just got to get Fultz going. They've got to get Fournier going. Um, and that's going to, you know, it's going to help that first unit a lot.
0: Talking with Roy Perry of the Orlando Sentinel, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. You had mentioned Chris Middleton in this last contest. Ends up with 17 points. Uh, You get a guy like Brooke Lopez, who you had mentioned, with 16. Bledsoe's been playing pretty well. After that, it's kind of fallen off. You're getting decent minutes. I'm still waiting for a guy like DiVincenzo to heat up. I know Pat Connaughton's given him a little bit more. But they have become so good with their role players is other yeah. than just trying to slow down Giannis is it a matter of getting after Middleton or Lopez or Bledsoe that you feel that they have a matchup that they can exploit and win that could then tip the scales in Orlando's favor
1: well they've done a really good job on Middleton the first couple of games and in the third game they lost him a couple of times in transition and he got some easy looks and made those and so I think that the you know, keeping him keeping him down a little bit, or just maybe limiting the number of good shots that he has, um, is a key. They didn't they weren't able to really do that in the third game. That Milwaukee ran a lot more ISOs with him too, and he made some difficult shots. You know, so but I I don't know that there's really a matchup that they can exploit because they, you know, because offensively everybody's out except Giannis. So when you when you crash in the lane and you help, then he's so good getting the ball to teammates, and the Bucks are so good at sharing the ball. I mean, you you've watched him play it, you know, the ball goes out, it's gonna. It's probably going to move two or three times before somebody takes a shot. So they're just so difficult to defend. I don't know that there really are many matchups that they can exploit. Um, you know, Bledsoe is, is also really good at getting into the paint. So it's it's, it's just really difficult. And then you throw a guy like Wesley Matthews, who's really known for his defense, and should point out he's done a really good job on Fournier. And, you know, he's out there floating around, sitting on the wings, waiting to shoot a three. So it's really it's really difficult to do everything well. You need to do to contain Milwaukee, and I think we go back to the first game. Their defense was pretty good. It was more about the way their offense played and how the Magic were able to win that game. So, um, but you, you did bring up a good point. They did play with more intensity on that side of the ball, and they did frustrate the Bucks a little bit more. I think, you know, than, than we maybe would have anticipated on a team that's the number one seed in the East and has, you know, been there before. And it's not certainly this moment's not too big for them. So. You know, it's it's just going to be uh, – it's going to have to be a collective effort, and they're going to have to keep getting big production from Vucevic. Um, but some guys are going to have to step up and play, because I, I really feel like Milwaukee is going to try to maybe take a little more of him away and make other guys beat them.
0: Yeah, he had a huge game in game one, and they have really tried to stymie him the last couple. Great to talk to you, Roy. certainly appreciate it, and we'll talk again soon, okay? Sounds
1: good. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks,
0: man. Absolutely, there you go. He's right about Wesley Matthews. Wesley Matthews all over Fournier in that last contest. Fournier only coming up with 13 points in 31 minutes, and uh, he was 4 of 10 from the field, 2 of 6 beyond the arc, and uh, came out on the negative side when the plus-minus goes, as uh, Wesley Matthews did a pretty solid job of uh, of just following him around on the floor and, and really harassing just about every time he had the ball, just kind of harassing him to the point that he either had to give it up or it was some just, uh, for lack of a better term, some ill-advised shots. Uh, But nevertheless, uh, our buddy Roy Perry of the Orlando Sentinel joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.